1: What's really good? Welcome to today's edition of Love War Challenges. I'm MTV Malik, and I'm here with Antonio, also known as Bananas Defender. I'm also here with Vero, also known as Bananas the Goat, and Becky at living for me underscore one. What's really good, guys? What's up? How's it going? I'm chilling. Same old, same old. All right. First off, we want to thank all the listeners out there that got us to over a thousand views in our first two episodes. We appreciate it so much. The fact that you guys took just a couple minutes out of your day to hear us talk about a stupid TV show. I just want to let you guys know that we hear you. We appreciate you. We're only going to keep getting better.
0: Let's not forget our cast follows, Johnny, Cara, Morgan. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate it.
1: Don't forget, Mikey, he's up in there too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, bananas. So, you also got an interview coming up pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I beat all three guys in a poll, you know, because I guess the fans want to hear me. Ask me questions. We're recording it next Tuesday.
1: All right. All right. First off, first off, the fans even want to hear you like that. The fact that we even had the whole <laughs> f-ing poll was your f-ing idea in the first f-ing place. Exactly. You just wanted to win everybody because you got 1,800 followers and you think you're hot, f-ing sh- but we don't really give a flying. <laughs> Thank you. next <laughs> They just want to drag him. I'm going to drag him so bad. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Uh. (laughs) All right, the Challenge War of the Worlds definitely hit us with another good one. Though, guys, do not stop coming. Um, Let's jump right into it. So, right when TJ begins... We're at the tail end of the first episode, and he's handing out the relic to Hunter in Georgia. And that's when we find out that the relic is actually going to keep him safe for the next elimination. I, I like the relic. I think it's a good idea. I think it should have been something different. Keeping him safe for the next episode is, is going to play in major ways. We're actually going to see that. But one of the first things that happened is the camera is in the kitchen, and one of the first things we see is kyle and maddie in the kitchen and they're apparently caught making out by killer cam once it becomes known that those two are making out and it seems like they're starting a relationship together Kara approaches maddie what do you guys really feel about that because i know some people feel like that Kara was just trying to warn her but to a lot of people she came off as a hater
2: i think her comment about the stds is what made it seem not genuine um she could have just kind of cautioned her and been like, oh, you know, he's kind of a fuck boy or whatever she wanted to say. But the STD comment, I feel like, was over the top and immature. I mean, that's why she was deemed a hater.
1: Becky, what do you think?
2: I
3: think she meant that as a joke. I I think she was just like, oh, now you got an STD. You know, just being funny. I see what Cara was trying to do with this whole situation. She kind of needed to mind her own business in this particular case, in my mind,
1: and just let Maddie make her own mistakes. I definitely feel you. Bananas, what's your take on the situation?
0: I'm not sure how I feel about it cuz like it is a challenge house. people hook up. I mean, Carr is with Polly at that point, so I mean, why does it really matter to her what Maddie and Kyle are doing? So I, I just feel like she should just stay out of it, let them two have fun and just like pop um just let Polly and Kyle just handle the situation. She could just sit on the sideline and just watch it play out.
1: <laughs> so your take is that Car should be the good girlfriend and sit her ass on the sideline.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's, she's already in, like, too much heat. So, I mean, one argument, not in, not mentioning her name, could benefit her. Because, like, she's been through a lot. So, just one little thing, won't, just think, just sitting out once won't hurt.
1: So, when TJ comes out for the daily challenge, he got a new one called Search and Destroy. It has all of the challenges sitting in, like, it's like a graveyard type thing with some, like, little blocks or whatever. And everybody has to search, find balls, hand it to their partner, and take it across a mud pit. The kicker is there's not enough balls. So at some point, things are going to have to get physical and people are going to have to tackle each other. I really like this challenge a lot more than last week's. What was your guys' favorite part of the challenge?
0: The physical part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that train is
0: never late. Them running for the balls, okay, it is what it is. But then once it got into the mud pit, yes, some of them easily walked by. Morgan, Let's should say, I think Turbo got into it. Nani got into it a few times. Even um, Ashley Kane got into it. So like when they get physical,
1: mean I'm all for it. No doubt. Vera, what do you think was the best part of that challenge?
2: I definitely also liked the physical part. However, I did like the drama aspect of it as well. Um, people helping each other out. You kind of saw where people's colors were laid out. And I thought that was good for viewers' purposes.
1: Absolutely. Becky, what was your favorite part?
2: I,
3: I liked seeing that the girls were going to get rough and tumble, just like the boys. They didn't even care the mud all over the place. Oh, unless you're Amanda who didn't want to ruin her eyelashes. You know, once they got to a certain point, the girls were not caring about what happened with the mud. They were just excited. And of course, seeing the guys like literally attack and physically, you know, go at each other like that is always a really exciting kind of wrestling match to see who's going to who's going to come out on top.
1: Yeah, the girls definitely got it shaken in that challenge. There was a couple of really, really good ones. Cam and Ninja definitely jumped Morgan. That one went brutal. Uh, Shailene and Georgia jumped Amanda. I think we always love it when that happens. Right before the challenge came in, Zach was mentioning how his head was in the right place. What Amanda said the night before really, really affected him. So while Zach is in the challenge, he gets gassed out. He makes a bonehead move, or so he says, and he throws the ball. And when he throws the ball, it lands right into his and Banana's enemy, Wes, who takes the ball and stroll right in. And this effectively seals Banana's faith in this daily challenge. Now, Zach has said multiple times that this was an accident. He did it doing on purpose. He said there was no collusion. What do you guys think? I think it's bullshit.
2: Lies. Lies.
0: <laughs> well,
2: like,
0: if you see the video like carefully you can see wes is when wes is jumping up with his hand up he's like sh- showing zach where he is so, and zach no come on zach had a clear view of where Wes was he threw it right at Wes. it's not like it was like 10 feet to the left of Wes. it was right at him like come on just so, cut the bullshit, on up to your shit, and call it a day.
1: So Johnny just recently did a piece that came out on U.S. Weekly, and he's saying that Zach has everybody fooled. He said under no way was it an accident. He could tell Zach is smart. This was definitely planned out. Vero, what's your take on that?
2: I think that he knew what he was doing, because if he felt pressured and he knew that ball was going to be taken away from him, he would have just tossed it and let everybody else get off of him and go fight for the ball. But instead, you could see, too, he had a clear view of Wes. Wes was jumping up and down. And he just tossed it directly to him.
1: Most of Becky, how do you feel
3: about that? When you look at the video, you see Wes reaching in, trying to get the ball. And then it almost looks like something passes. Like, he then, he's, he all of a sudden backs up and then starts raising his hand. Almost like Zag told him, back up. You know, I'll get it to you, kind of a situation. Because that's what it kind of looked like to me. Like, whether it was... Uh, a verbal communication or a silent communication, it looked like they were, you know, coming together with a plan.
1: So let me get this straight. None of you guys are buying what bananas are described as Zach's crocodile tears. (laughs) All right, well, i keep it pushing then. Well, Bananas was definitely disappointed. I know he felt definitely betrayed. And it seems to be like a running thing with him that people are turning on him. Of course, he doesn't have the support system that he used to have. I know it only added insult to injury when Hunter, knowing that he's safe, actually takes his ball and throws it across the, across the pit to Wes, which pretty much secures Wes getting into the tribunal. <laughs> so the tribunal ends up being Cam and Ashley, Wes and Dee, and Paulie and Ninja Natalie. Now, the best thing about it is all of these guys have clear-cut enemies or who they would want to get out, except for maybe uh, Cam and Ashley. They're going to be kind of the wild card. So while they're in the tribunal, did you make it clear? They're calling out their mortal enemies. They're calling out their rivals. So at that point, everybody moves into the tribunal interrogation. Johnny is the first one that comes in, and Wes is dedicated to striking first because he knows usually when he strikes first— that's really the only time he could get a one-up on Johnny. And I believe Johnny made a really big mistake. He came in really arrogant. He came, he puffed his chest out, he kept it short. He didn't change any minds for anybody wanted to save him. That would have been a really good time for Cam, who obviously already wanted him out the way that she went after Morgan, and Wes, who's hated him for years. What do you guys think of Johnny's stance when he came into that interrogation? Do you think it was good for him or bad for him?
0: I don't think it changed anything. I feel like um, Polly and Ninja were both going to go for Kyle. Wes and Dee were both going to say bananas and right off the bat. Wes wasn't going to change his mind.
1: <laughs> Becky.
3: I mean, it's very bananas-like. That's how he does things. He's very to the point of I, you know what, are you guys stupid? Because why are you doing this so early? Very much of a way of do you know who I am? Kind of a situation, <laughs> and and I I just love him, but I'm also like, dude. Sometimes you gotta take it down a notch, and maybe act, even pretend to be humble.
1: Vera, do you think that Johnny showing any humility would have helped them out at all?
2: I don't think it would have changed anything. Um, I think what you guys consider arrogant, I figure, I feel like it wasn't just because. You know, last week, he didn't vote West in. Maybe he should have, looking back on things, but he didn't. And I think that he was trying to tell Wes, like, hey, I saved you last week. You got me this week. You know, we got, we got other people to pick from first. And uh, I feel like they've done that in the past. And so I think he was probably a little bit surprised just being in the p- position that he was in.
1: Definitely understandable. So after the interrogation was done, so everybody goes back inside the house. And everybody starts to see who's up for elimination. It's, it's who everybody think it is. It's going to be Bananas, Kyle, and Amanda. Now, for some reason, Amanda thinks that it is the best course of action to talk about stabbing bitches. <laughs> She's going to <laughs> cam talk about, don't fuck with me, I stab a bitch, I'm not to be fucked with. And this is starting to build a lot of tension with her partner, Josh, who feels that no one really likes her. And that he's becoming unliked because he's partnered with her. So they had a nice little interrogation where Amanda got in a sweet ass line saying, welcome to the game, bitch. So Amanda states that her drama is for a down, it serves a purpose. It's for a down low and secret purpose. To the best of your ability, what the fuck is that purpose? Anybody, just you.
2: I think because no one could put their hands on her, so they're super aggravated by her.
3: I mean, she's known to like to be getting into people's heads. So she thinks that by acting big and tough, that maybe they will be like, oh, I don't, we don't want to have that kind of, we don't want these problems, is basically what she wants to go around having people think. Um, But I, I don't think that anybody really sees her as a threat. In the end, because, I mean, she's not very good in the long run. She's not a very good competitor in my mindset. I think that she's gotten the way she's gotten as far as she's gotten was mostly because uh, she had a good political game, which she seems to be losing because she is arguing with everybody. So it's one of those situations where you're like, you need to tone it down. You're going too far. You're
1: doing too much. Becky, I think that's a good point. She had a good political game because she had the allies there to back her up. She doesn't have that this time around. So this big secret plan that she's talking about is actually only hurting her because she's not building any more allies than what she already have. So after the big Amanda and Josh blowout, everything moves to the killing floor. And no surprise, everybody votes along their party lines. Wes and D go with bananas. Paulie and Ninja go with Kyle. Cam and Ashley go with Amanda. Now at this point, we're down to a stalemate. We've all seen what happened last season, what happened with a stalemate. And Zach went down and threw himself in for bananas because him and Amanda could not come to agreement. This time around, T.J. puts pressure on the tribunal. He says, are you guys sure you can't come to agreement? I really think that puts fear in everybody because everybody remembers what happened last season and none of them are Zach. So none of them is about to take off the jacket and step on down into the killing floor. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Fair or foul? Was it right for TJ to push him to make a definitive decision?
0: Foul. Easily foul. And I like TJ. Foul. percent. Like, all right, I get it in the past. Like, what he would do is, like, all right, make a vote. If he can't come to it, he would say, all right, make this decision or... Do not understand what the consequence is, just say, something will happen. And then make them take a minute or a few to themselves, have them decide, and then X them again. If they don't want to change, that's it. Leave it. Move on. Tell them what the consequence is and keep moving forward. Don't just say, all right, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you positive? Do you want to think about it? Like, come on. And who knows how many times they actually said it because we only see it in our version. So we could have said it for, like, five, ten minutes straight, like, Cam, are you sure? Wes, are you sure? Like, just
1: say it once and that's it. Vera, what do you think? Fair or foul?
2: I think it's foul. Um, you know, like like Banana said, it could have been editing or whatever, but we saw him specifically ask Cam, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure that's how you want to go? You know, and I felt like it pressured. Surprisingly, I'm really surprised she didn't change her vote out of all of them. Yeah, I feel like it was foul and he definitely pushed it.
1: Do you think he specifically pushed Cam more than he pushed others? I mean, we don't know because well, we weren't there. Yeah,
2: I think that he asked her, well, that we got to see that he asked her because she was the last one to place her vote.
0: She He ex Cam because her Amanda isn't really like her enemy per se. Like Wes... Was going after Johnny and Paulie was going after Kyle. So they're not going to change their vote, probably. And Cam and Ash were the two pretty much wild cards. So, I mean, it's easier to target a wild card than a guy that has his mindset.
1: I think you are 100% right because if, Wes isn't about to change his mind. Paulie is not about to change his mind. And all of the new prospects are really just following the lead of whoever the challenger is. So, if he's going to get anybody to change his mind, it would be out of Cam and Ashley. And and it all pays off because Ashley decides to break rink with his partner and he votes him bananas.
0: Well, now it's back-to-back weeks where um, a prospect
1: um, did not follow along with their uh, vet partner. Yes, these prospects are out of fucking control, aren't they?
3: <laughs> I think it was smart of him to change his vote, though. Look at the way TJ was saying it. He wasn't like, are you sure with the question mark? He was like, dude, are you really sure you want to do this and run the risk of what you think? Because this happened to Cam before. The last time Cam Mm. didn't, like, they couldn't make a decision, Cam ended up going in. It happened with Zach and Amanda where they got thrown in. I see 100% where Ashley Kane was coming from when he was like, I'm not running the risk of being thrown into this. He looks serious because the look on TJ's face was like, you guys are really fucking up right now. And you guys really <laughs> don't want to know what I'm about to do to you. So y'all better
1: change your fucking vote. I think you're a hundred percent right. I think the way TJ came off was a lot more menacing and threatening than what we're used to seeing TJ as. Yeah.
3: He, I think He's I, over this stalemate thing. I think he's like, come on and, and put your balls on the table. Like,
1: let's just do this. Like, Just do what you have to do to make this work. No doubt. Most deaf. And the balls was definitely put on the line. So it looks like Johnny fucking bananas. And as we know, once you get voted in, you get to choose who your opponent is going to be. And then a shocking twist. And he says something along the lines that one fake friend is worse than 10 enemies. And he calls out Zach. And Zach is ready to go. I mean for some reason he wasn't ready to go for that daily challenge but when it comes to this elimination oh he's ready to go and so the game that they have is a rock climbing game they got to grab stickers of locations of the planet and stick them to the wall so you got to climb up this wall and place a sticker on the proper location i'm not sure what's going on but johnny bananas is in another elimination with another puzzle I mean, I don't think anything physical would have helped him out. I mean, Zach is a fucking monster. We all know this. So a friendship is definitely put to the test. As we all know, Johnny Bananas and Zach go way back. I was definitely shocked that he actually went and called him out. Of all people, I mean, there's way more weaker teams to go after. Bananas, this is your guy. How do you feel about Bananas going after his friend Zach?
0: I like it, but I don't love it. I mean, there was obvious safer picks he could have chose if he really wanted to. But if you're looking at this at like a um, strategic game point, you're going to go after someone's alliance. And at that point, you can kind of see Zack is on Wes's alliance, possibly, because of what happened earlier. If Wes is number one right now, it's possibly Hunter, and is safe. So if if Zack is his number two, want to go against Zack. But CT is probably part of Wes's alliance, but he's also part of Johnny, so I wouldn't go against CT, exactly, because just because CT is an animal. But... Zach made it a clear option. You, he can't be trusted, so you have to go against him. Just put up or shut up. And unfortunately, Zach put up, and yeah, it's, it's a bad time to be bananas. Man.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel you. Zach definitely eked out the win. I believe the score was um, eighteen to bananas fifteen. And he throws up the peace sign. And he walks off into the sunset, and that's the end of Johnny Bananas on the Challenge War of the Worlds. I think it's definitely sad to see him go out so soon. I mean, I don't remember him ever going out this soon except for maybe his first season.
0: Yeah, his first season, mm-hmm. he was out first, and he said he vowed to that that happened again, and 17 seasons later, six-time champ, and now he's out second. So talk he saying, At least he was not first. Yeah, I mean, he has had a great career, so I mean, him going out second, I mean, yeah, it does like hurt his legacy a little bit, but I mean, the guy's still a GOAT.
1: It's hard to win the challenge. It gets harder every year, especially like this. It's been a while since Johnny actually won one of these. And that's actually kind of fine. These things are really, really tough. At this point, is it clear beyond a shadow of a doubt that the GOAT, Johnny Bananas, is on a decline?
0: No. No. He's not on a decline. Because, look, he's still winning dailies so it's, or challenges, whatever you call them. He's still winning them. It's not like he's not. He's still performing to the, the same as he did a few seasons ago. The only thing that's hurting him is that he has more enemies now and less of an alliance now than he did before. That's why he's not making it further as he used to in the past. That's why he's not in those finals. It's not because of his lack of ability to perform. He's just outnumbered.
1: But being outnumbered and being hated and being branded as public enemy number one isn't that Johnny's fault?
2: Some of it, but not all of it.
1: Please elaborate on that, Vera.
2: Um, I feel like a lot of people hate on him because he is a six-time champ, um, which that's great for him. But people hate on him specifically for that. They don't want him to win because he's already won six times. The game's changed. A lot of people want to—they pl- want to play and get people out so they that their opponents don't win instead of just playing for themselves and trying to win for themselves.
1: I definitely feel you on that. Josh definitely came out on Twitter and said that the whole house was telling him that they had to get Johnny out. Exactly. But Johnny is being consistently outnumbered. Wouldn't it be better if he started making alliances, started making friendships? Um, you know what it reminds me of? Johnny reminds me a lot of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan won all these championships. Michael Jordan is known to be a big shit talker. Michael Jordan is known to be very arrogant and to be probably the greatest. He is the greatest basketball player and champion that ever was. But Michael hardly ever brings up new talent as opposed to a Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson always got his arm around the next guy saying he's going to be the next great thing. He's always trying to build people up. You never see Michael Jordan do that. And I think at this point that is starting to hurt bananas. Because now he doesn't have the power base that he used to have. He used to always, I mean, the J.E.K. ever. Nobody was fucking with him. No matter how hard they tried. You know, people would throw these shots, and they will always fail, and they will always lose, and these guys would always win. Becky, what do you think Johnny Banana's got to do to make sure he can start winning some of these things?
3: Well, I think that where Johnny has kind of shot himself in the foot is he has betrayed a lot of people and he's got a reputation of being someone who backstabs people. It's just one of those, it's a trademark of Johnny. I mean, CT has said it multiple times, like where he's able to convince and be like a pipe Piper, come on, come work with me, I'll save you. And then he chops his head off and then moves on and it just keeps going. Johnny needs to start working with people Kind of, I think he needs to humble himself a little bit. And I have a true appreciation for the athletic ability because he is extremely athletic. He's quick on his feet. I think he's, I think he's an, an amazing competitor. But he needs to, he needs to work on his social game, and kind of come off of his. I I don't want to say it like this, but it's the best way to say it. He needs to come off of his pedestal, of thinking that he could do this on his own. And it's it this game isn't like that anymore because when you have twenty people against one person, it's extraordinarily difficult for
1: that person to win. But I disagree. What does Johnny have to do to start winning challenges again?
0: Well, um, if you look at this season, right? It was a whole fresh season. Half the cast was new. Well, more than half the cast, because two went home. More than half the cast was new, right? So in Johnny's mind, I like, hey, you know what? New cast, new blood. I will go and branch out. Problem was, day one, people already tell me, yeah, we gotta get Johnny out, we gotta get Johnny out, we gotta get Johnny out. Because he he's the best player to play this game. Everyone wants to go against them. And look, if you think about it, why would someone want to some, be aligned with Bananas when, if they go against him right away, that's their storyline. Because look, if you're new and you want to get cast for next season, if you're a rookie, mm. why be aligned with him and Maybe get on next season, be at the bottom of his totem pole because you know how he has his good core friends, then or just go against him and just be a part of the next alliance to go after him. Because look, look at TYB, none of them are here this season. So if you form your own new alliance, and there you go, you're on next season going against Bananas. And, um, another thing, Tony, who's also along with Bananas, backstab Bananas, no one. Bananas hasn't really backstabbed anyone lately at all. Like everyone has alliance, he's been true to them since since day one, out of his main core right now. He even took Jordan under his wing in dirty thirty when him and Jordan went added in our uh, free agents. Like so he's taking people in. It's not like he's avoiding people at at all costs. He's willing to do it. It's just that people are going against him because they want that extra storyline. They want to get cast for next season.
1: So you feel like a lot of these challengers Their relevance is directly related to Johnny Bananas. Not saying
0: all of them, but probably a good number. I say at least what seventy-five percent of these prospects probably went to this game day day one. It's like you know what? Let's get up, let's take up bananas right away so we can get cast for next season. Because seventy-five percent of this cast won't get on next season. I'll tell you that.
1: Mm, So they want
0: to make their name known.
1: So. MTV is the challenge World of the Worlds hits us with another great one. Um, a lot of a a lot of twists and turns, a lot of shocking things, and the legend definitely got, went home. And they definitely came through how they said it was going to come through. But usually at the end of the recap, we always like to pick our MVP for the whole episode, a male and a female. So starting off with Becky, who do you think won the episode this week?
3: For males, it's painful. I got to give it to Wes for Mm. getting his revenge in and really sticking it to the person he hates the most. And for ladies, 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 I'm going to go ahead and give it to Ninja, who looked like a beast, no fear, jumping on Cam, jumping on... All these girls, any girls that had a ball, she grabbed the ball and, like, flipped herself into the safe area so that she could be safe. She's a beast, and I honestly am terrified that she is—she's she's, going to be a legend. She is going to kill everything, and I'm super excited to see it.
1: All right, no doubt. Vero, who's your MVP for the episode?
2: Um, for males, I'm definitely going to have to go with Wes. Um, he just got really lucky, and his alliances definitely oh. showed during the um, daily challenge. Okay, and so for females, I think I'm going to have to give my female MVP to Georgia. Um, she's really surprised me the last two episodes. And, you know, for her saying she hates contact sports and everything, she did pretty good this daily challenge. So I was thoroughly impressed.
1: I think that's a pretty good choice. Let me ask you a question: Who do you think Georgia will fuck first, Bear or Hunter? Hopefully, Bear. <laughs> really? Over Hopefully.
2: Hunter? Yeah. I'm not the biggest Hunter fan, so.
1: Understandably so. All right, bananas. Who's your MVP? Uh, after a
0: very painful episode, um, I would have to. Give the male MVP to Zach just because. Really? Yeah, I mean, he's now a part of a potential strong alliance with him, Hunter, West, CT. I mean, definitely a top um, alliance to go against. So, I mean, that's a good thing for him. Takes out, I mean, the biggest competition for everyone, Bananas, because, you know, if Banana makes the finals, a good chance he's going to win. So now it's pretty much anyone's game. Um, and for females, um, this was a tough one because they no, they didn't really, like, showcase any females this episode. It was more based around the Zack-Johnny-West storyline. But based on the challenge itself, I would have to say maybe Ninja because what we've seen, she killed it. So I'll just give my MVP to Ninja this week.
1: Alright, no doubt. Definitely good choices. For me, I'm gonna go with Zahida because I'm pretty sure Zach doesn't know shit about geography. He does have a degree, so he's probably decently smart. Definitely at least smarter than he looks. At least that's what bananas keep telling us. And I think it's pretty clear that the MVP has got to go to West. West has outsmarted and outplayed bananas on more than one occasion. And this is him coming out on top again. I'm pretty sure revenge could not be any sweeter for America's favorite ginger. But let me ask you, Bananas definitely did a live uh, after the episode, and it was definitely sad to see him go. Uh, he's definitely a legend. To go this soon it is definitely hurt. But I keep feeling like maybe we're getting a lot of excuses from Banana on why he's not winning. Of course, Jeremy's going to reference the curse. Anybody else is going to say he's getting old and tired and people are tired of his shit. Um, and, you know, most of us do got a lot of respect and love for Bananas, but seriously, is Bananas' time done?
0: No. Excuses are lies that you try to cover up the truth. He is not lying, because we see what's going on. Everyone is against him. It's not like he has the whole house as his alliance. No one, he, ha- he doesn't have the numbers. Because the UK has their own alliance. Big Brother has their own alliance. West has his own alliance and he West has majority of the more of the new blood to the challenge. So all Johnny really has is what? Kyle, Leroy, Kara.
1: But and, that's banana's own fault. When is he gonna step it up? But it's not his fault because look, he's won the most. Like
0: I said before, when people came into that house, they were he was their target right away. He when he came into the season, he said himself He was excited because it was an opportunity for him to create new alliances. He didn't realize coming into this house where people from Turkey, UK, Argentina, wherever they came from, would go against him right off the bat. He thought, what, new people? I can go with them because they don't know who I am. But... And the word got around, said, oh, he's a six-time champ. He's the best. We have to go after him right away. It gets into the rookie's head, and they all go after him. So it's not an excuse. It's He's just listing facts.
1: All right, maybe it's not an excuse. But maybe Bananas didn't come prepared. Maybe he should have set up alliances beforehand like Wes did. Wes outplayed him again. But who do you expect to make an alliance with? Look, Johnny was hanging out with Kyle the other
0: week. Look like, um, and, and Kyle and, Kyle and hate each other. And, so that's him reaching out right there. But Kyle said throwing bananas. <laughs> but if you listen to banana, if you listen to bananas live, he said that's their friendship. They both joke around. It's, not, it's it, um according to his life, he said when when Kyle said that, he knew Kyle meant no harm of it because it was just a joke. Because he knew he was trying to save his own face. So he took nothing personal. It's not like um Tony or Zach backstabbing him.
1: Well, that's, that's the what she it at best, you know. Because Kyle actually said throw him in. Zach said that he was sorry and it was a mistake.
0: Hey, you can say whatever you want, but actions speak louder than words. Kyle didn't throw bananas in. Zach
1: backstabbed bananas. When can we expect to see the bananas of old? Because that's what we all want to see. We want to see bananas in there kicking ass, not this <laughs> out in the third episode. Bananas. Next season. Next season, he got it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Very confident for next season for him. You know, he has extra time off to start training. Be aware
1: next season. All right, bet. Vero, you got something?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I think that we're going to see him finally get the numbers on his side when, unfortunately, they do, like, another rivals or something. He gets paired with somebody that has the numbers because, for now, it's not working out. And the last time he was partnered with someone was Tony, and Tony doesn't really have numbers either.
1: So he's definitely more likable.
2: Yeah, he's more likable, but he still doesn't have numbers. So he was easily disposable to his alliance that he did have.
1: All right. So for this season, we have the sports raking from fifth sports.com. Tyler Lotto always puts these together and he does an excellent job. Let's break down the top five at number one. We have Paulie and Ninja at number two. We have Cam and Ashley three. We have Weson D four. Cara and Theo, and five, we have Nani and Turbo. So, Becky, how do you feel about this top five and what would you change?
2: I mean, I think it's
3: strong. This is a strong top five. Polly and Ninja are repeatedly showing that they are great at dailies, that they're strong competitors. Cam and Ashley, same. Wes and D are more, I think they're more based in intelligence and Power move in that way, not necessarily, at least in the D's part, as, as physical as everybody else. Um, Cara and Theo, Beast, and Nani, and Turbo. I, I I'm really excited to see more of Turbo, but he's already showing that the that he's a competitor and he's very competitive. So I think that I think it's a solid top five.
1: All right. So now that the face that runs the place has been disgraced and erased. Bananas, who do you got?
0: The top five is pretty solid. Paulie, Ninja, Cam, Ashley, and Wes and Dean all won the challenge, so they deserve the top three. Out of them, I would just probably put Cam and Ashley at number one just because they were the one that did Johnny and Morgan in because they had actually made that um, power move with the vote. Um, At four and five, Carter and Theo, Nan- Nani, and Turbo, I like it. Maybe I would probably throw in... Uh, Zach and Tahita, because they did win an um, elimination, and we didn't really see much out of both Car and Theo and Nani and Turbo besides the challenge itself. So maybe throw them at number five, keep Car and Theo at number
1: four, and then yeah,
0: it's pretty solid, though.
1: So, Vero, if you could change the top five, what would you change about it?
2: I think that even though Zach and Tahita didn't do much this episode, I would put them somewhere on the top five just because they won the elimination. Um, I also think that Hunter and Georgia should be a little bit further up because they did have some play in the daily challenges. Um, I don't know. I don't know who I would move on down. I don't know if Polly and Ninja are number one worthy, but okay. I probably would make Wes and D number one if I had to change these around.
1: So, Becky, what do you make of this top five from Tyler Lauder at Daily Jordan?
2: I, I think it's a
3: good lineup. I think that it's solid, and I actually wouldn't change it. I think Polly and Ninja deserved to be in the number one spot because they killed that challenge, and they came in first by a mile. Uh, I think Cam and Ashley are physical and definitely coming to play, so they I think they would well deserve that second spot. Wes and D, political masterminds in my opinion. They definitely worked their minds this time. You know, working with Zach to get across and Hunter, it's intelligent. You know, you're using your heads.
1: Very solid lineup. Um, I really like it a lot. I think the only thing that I would change would probably be Nani and Turbo for Hunter in Georgia. We've seen a lot from them, but I don't think we've actually seen enough. Nani and Turbo has been doing great, but we need them to win the challenge pretty soon. But everything that Turbo and Nani has been doing has been most definitely impressive. Now, to round out the rest of the list, we got number six, Hunter and Georgia, number seven, Kyle and Maddie, number eight, Zach and Zahida, which probably should be moved up a little bit because they just took out bananas. At nine, Jenna and Gus, which is cool, probably could be moved down because we haven't really seen that much from them. At number 10, CT and Julia, 11, Natalie and JP, 12, Devon and Bear, 13, Leroy and Shailene, and 14, Josh and Amanda. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mad to be about. Blessed. I'm mad that we all enjoy that way too much. All I right. can't
2: stop laughing because Davon and Bear are under Natalie and JP, and are they even on the season? I have we seen them once.
1: Right, Natalie is a beautiful princess. Why is she not getting any camera time? I
2: don't know. If she pissed somebody mm-hmm.
1: off. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll find us here.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm feeling bad because they really are underestimating Davon. I think that they need to put a little bit more respect behind Davon.
1: I would say put her up more, but she dragged me on Twitter once, so I'm going to hold on to that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hard, are though, you man. being a bitter Betty? Uh,
1: Alright, let's get to some Twitter questions. Alright, this is from Lioko 625 She says... Why do you I think Cam quickly piled on Morgan at the challenge but didn't vote her and Bananas into the elimination? Vera, why don't you take this one?
2: I think that Cam piled onto Morgan at the challenge simply because she was trying to get a ball. I don't know if it was really her intent to go specifically after Morgan, so I'm going to go with that, that she piled on her to get the ball but then ended up not voting her into elimination because she's partnered with Bananas and she didn't want that clout.
1: No doubt. No doubt. This one is from Johnny Bear Tech at Tech 48 This one goes to Bananas Defender. Is there a reason to keep watching the challenge (laughs) this (laughs) season?
0: Come on, bitch. Oh, God. All right. So just because I tweeted out there is no challenge without Johnny Bananas, you guys should obviously still watch, give the show the ratings it deserves. But I mean, do you want to look forward to anything special? Probably not. I know I'm not. I mean, I'm just going to watch as a regular fan from now on, and whoever wins, wins. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, just keep watching the season. I mean, it's going to be exciting. It just started, so I wouldn't say just completely cut it out right away. So got a whole season to watch. I mean, it's going to be a short one, too, rumors are saying. So keep keep watching. It's going to be good.
1: All right, no doubt. So this one's from Timmy Y at Timmy. 83771116. Yo, Timmy, what's good? He says bananas always get screwed with the puzzles. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think Zach is going to regret throwing the balls to West. Becky, what do you think about that?
3: I mean, I think that this one was, as much as everybody else doesn't think it, I think there was a lot of physical stuff to it, whether it was physical with each other, but they had to climb a rock wall. While having to think, so it's, I think it was a mixture of both. I don't think it was just strictly a puzzle. I think it because he had to be strong to lift himself up, he had to have balance. I think there was more physicality involved than people are giving it credit for. And I do think Zach is going to regret throwing the ball to Wes because, in the end, nobody's going to trust Zach anymore. He backstabbed Anna's, but. Bananas has always found a way around uh, to get his revenge on people who have caused him to lose or to go into elimination. So I think that Zach is going to very much regret turning his back on Bananas.
1: That's a good point. And speaking of Bananas, Greg Warren at Greg Warren 2 says, if you're Johnny, how do you not put aside your ego and be smart and pick Amanda and Josh to go up against Bananas? You should take this one.
0: I mean, like I said before, when we were talking about the elimination itself, he had to do it because that's who he is. That's who Johnny is. He's going to go after the guy who does him wrong. Yeah, Do I think he should have thrown in Amanda and Josh for a safe bet? That's a clear yes, obviously. But in this game, you want to go against your enemy. Just look at last week's elimination. You have Hunter and Ashley. should have, let's say if Hunter lost, you think people have been saying – should Hunter just go after the weakest link in the, in the whole bunch? Or does he go after Ashley? Everyone's obviously, obviously going to say go after Ashley because Ashley done Hunter wrong. So, yeah, he has to go with Zach.
1: All right, guys. Keep in mind that next week we're going to record Bananas interview. He did win that fucking poll where he demolished all the other three of us. I'll
0: touch up more of my followers when you guys ask any questions. So make them personal. Make them about the challenge. And then... I'll give you guys all the answers you want
1: to hear. Definitely sounds good. Now, as great as the episode was, and we got a lot of excitement, I mean, this season is really living up to everything we thought it was. It is almost as good as all of the Twitter drama that followed after the episode went off. Twitter was definitely in a frenzy because it was War of the Worlds on MTV, and that definitely followed to Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a good one? <laughs> you guys like that shit? Yeah, but it's smooth, ain't it? So a lot of Twitter beef was going all over the place. The first place to start off was Cara Maria versus the Petty Pod, Veronica Laurel, and Mikey P. So the first strike was definitely Carver. She was definitely with the shit tonight, and she was ready to get it popping. Basically, she pointed out that if her social media is bothering you, you can unfollow or mute me, and then she tags the Petty Podcast and veronica it's only a matter of time before they actually respond she also calls out mikey p and she pretty much reiterates that saying if you guys are so outspoken why you guys mute on mikey p's situation now after that jen comes out swinging she pretty much states that carver plays herself for taking paulie back she brings up that a best friend dm'd her about her own personal concerns with paulie She brings up that Cara is friends with Bananas, and that pretty much negates her opinion on Mikey P and makes her argument invalid. And then, after that, she drops screenshots of the text with Cara's friend at Ali Garab. Ali stands her ground, but she's very apologetic that it played out that way. Veronica chimes in. She's not a fan of Cara, even though she has very measured responses. But then she also brings up uh, the Cara and Pauly STD rumors, I don't really want to get into that too much. And pretty much Veronica also states that because Cara is friends with Johnny, it invalidates her argument also. Kayla chimes in. Kayla pretty much comes up with measured responses and mostly defends Mikey. But she also calls out Cara as being a deflector. That is a whole lot to unpack. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> so one of the main things is uh, Jimmy strike back at Cara. She says she plays herself. That's an opinion and not a bad one. But she also reveals the screenshots between her and Ali, where Ali is pretty much agreeing with the stance that Jemmy has publicly taken. Now, me, I didn't like that move at all. Uh, It shows Jemmy to be untrustworthy, and it didn't really make her point. Ali sounded like a concerned friend congratulating Jemmy for being her voice publicly that she has been privately. This didn't advance Jemmy's point at all and usually I'm a big fan of Jemmy except for that cursed bullshit but I think that Jemmy is losing steam and I think that this didn't help her case at all. Vero, what do you make of the whole thing with Jemmy putting out the screenshots and pretty much being very unapologetic about it?
2: I totally agree with you. I feel like she knew that um, she was in the wrong and I think that what she did is she turned to Cara's friend to try to clean up like that she wasn't the only one that had concerns about Polly. Um When she shared the screenshot, I wasn't even, I was confused as to why she did it. Um, I think that she was trying to think that maybe if she put the friend on blast that it was going to take some of the steam off of her, but it definitely didn't. And the friend, honestly, in my opinion, didn't say anything that would be offensive. If I was Cara Maria and I saw, you know, that her friend said that, I wouldn't be offended. You know, she just basically says, like, please, thank you. Like, thank you for publicly stating everything I've been saying behind closed doors.
1: Yeah, I definitely failed. There was nothing that.
2: malicious. There was nothing malicious. There was nothing that was shit talking in my personal opinion so I feel like she dropped a screenshot and it was for nothing and she said there were multiple screenshots and I only saw the one
1: Becky, you do you make a gem dumping the screenshots out there on Twitter for everybody to see
3: I mean I think Allie is a good friend and reached out to Jemmy thinking that Jemmy was good friends with Kara and that they were in it together to try and get Kara out of a bad situation I think that it proves that Jemmy was never someone that Kara could trust. I mean, Jemmy always does this. Anytime she gets mad, it's always a low blow towards Kara. You know, if it's not the whole Polly situation, then, I mean, she's made comments about the Danielle situation and Polly and everything for months now. There hasn't been a point where she hasn't brought it up, and I think that this whole situation makes her look terrible because everybody knows Allie has openly stated that she doesn't like Polly and she's against the relationship. She doesn't like that Kara took him back, but as a friend, she can't force Kara to do something.
1: So, Bananas, what do you feel about Kara calling out Mikey P and saying that pretty much the petty podcast has ignored all of his problematic tweets in the past?
0: Alright, well, Cara had every right every reason to call it Mikey because look, the whole petty podcast, I mean, that's what they're known for is like calling people up for what they do, right? That's who they what? are. What? So um, for those of you that don't know, there was a thread a few months ago that was just basically about, you know, bananas, his past, you know, stuff at the island and him treating people poorly, which half of it is just total bullshit.
1: Are you talking about the one Spoogies put out? A hundred percent.
0: So look, she made a whole threat about trashing bananas How He treated people wrong. But then when Challenge T, whatever numbers, posts, um, tweets a thread about all the tweets that Mikey P tweeted out. The thread about bananas came out. I was like, you know what? I said, yeah, his time on the island wasn't the best and half that shit there wasn't you know, as bad as you're saying it is. But the whole Mikey P thread, the, the facts are there. He's, there's not. There's nothing okay with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The hate that he's getting is not okay. Like, yeah, he shouldn't be getting death threats. That's never okay. But he does deserve to get called out for his for his tweets.
1: Now, I definitely feel you on that. You know, the thread that Spoogie's put out, uh, it was definitely well thought out. Uh, she put a lot of work into it. It was done very well. But at the same time, I think it was also done very late. We are all well aware of Johnny's problematic past. And I think it's safe to say that Johnny has grown from his time on the islands and the time from the Mm -hmm. J.E.K. You're right. Now I have a major problem with the way that Mikey P has been portrayed because I never really thought much of Mikey P and then the Saniac podcast. Make sure you follow those guys at Saniac podcast. They put on a pretty good show. But they came out with a show and they put Mikey P on it when he started getting all of this hate. All of this hate. After he put out this video, this anti-bullying video. The problem I have with that is that it wasn't so much that a problem with Mikey P. People went after him because they loved Cara. And people went after him not so much for the for the tweets, but it was mainly to hurt Kayla. You know, I took a couple minutes out of my day and I gave him a fair shake. And I was able to listen to him. And really... If anybody listened to the Saniac podcast, he easily states out that he's not a role model. He's not trying to be the face of anti-bullying. That, and he was apologetic for the things that he said in the past. And he admits that he was out of line. He admits that it was dumb. But at the same time, the same person who this tweet was against told him to die, told him to kill himself, uh, threatened his family. All those tweets? Not all of those, but we all know what the major tweet is when he told, like, oh, I bet you... Uh, Uh, Your daddy touches you uh, when you're asleep or whatever. And those were the most problematic because most of the other tweets, let's be serious, we've all said worse. And most of those tweets was a lot of people nitpicking. And I think that was a case of Mikey P stooping to a troll's level, which he shouldn't have done. But when have we not stooped to a troll's level? When have we not said something terrible on Twitter that we wish that we could take back? Um, This troll got him to react and and got him to say something that he would futurely regret and then played the victim afterwards. Now, is Mikey P. perfect? No. But come on, we all say fucked up shit on Twitter. Mikey P. has gone at Cara before. And and it hasn't been good. And he finds himself in, in a position where he has to defend his girlfriend a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a huge Cara fan. You know, I love Cara. She could do no wrong in my eyes. The tweet that she made going after Mikey... I felt was ill-timed. Mikey has already addressed this in the Saniac podcast. He's already been apologetic, and I I feel like people keep digging into him. At what point do we get to say that it's okay? How much does he have to apologize? What is the time frame before we can let this guy breathe? Don't get me wrong. I'm part of the Carver Army. I love Carver, but at what point do we let up? All right. look. I
0: think at this point, it's not about Mikey. It's about his girlfriend and her podcast. It's her friend group. It's about people that claim they call out people,
1: but don't do it to everyone. But But the podcast hasn't even released any content yet. But they have Twitter. They're on Twitter all the time. I mean, they call everyone
0: out on Twitter every single day. I mean, so, but why is Mikey the excuse? Because he's dating Kayla? Let's just say if Mikey was just, you know, a random guy, let's just say he was on the challenge, you know, just a regular guy, he wasn't aligned with Kayla at all, wasn't aligned with anyone with Marie or Veronica or Jimmy, would they call him out? 100%. The only reason why he's not getting called out by them is... So especially, is because he's dating Kayla. And that's being fake. Because if you're going to say I call out everyone, then then call out everyone. That's how it is. Just, then no. just, just say you're going to call out certain people, not just everyone.
1: I do feel like you have a point, but I feel like Mikey has already addressed the situation. I feel like yeah, but at what point is it okay for us to put it to bed? Yeah, but it's
0: at the point where it's not about Mikey anymore. It's about People who haven't spoke about it, who like to speak about everything else, because I'm. I, I think. Look, I feel for Mikey. Yeah, he said stupid shit, and he's paying the consequences for it right now. I mean, yeah, I think we should stop attacking him. And from what I've been seeing, because you know, he blocked me, so I don't see the whole aspect of it. But from what I have <laughs> been seeing, no, but I'm just being real right now. Like from what I have been seeing, like it's more people attacking Kayla. And Jemmy, because, you know, they're known for speaking on everyone and everything that they do wrong. So why not just call him out too while you're at it? Look, Mikey fucked up. He should have never said that shit. And just give him the call, the one call out he deserves and just end it. You, they can just easily end the calling out by over the past few months. Mikey has improved. We still love him. That's it. That's how it, that's all he have to do. It's just like, yeah, he's he just done something wrong. And end it with a nice thing. And um, I bet you once it happens, it will be over.
1: I definitely feel you. I think it's definitely time to put the Mikey P thing to bed. Becky, do you have anything to add to that?
3: I mean, not really. I think that (laughs) Bananas really covered it. (laughs) I mean, Bananas really covered it, to be honest. Because in truth, it's about people being hypocrites. And people are pointing fingers at other people when they've done the exact same thing over and over again to people so if you're gonna have a petty podcast where you're gonna be petty all the time let other people be petty too don't try and say to them oh you're not allowed to be petty because of who you are because in the end Kara didn't put herself on a pedestal people put her on there and if she's falling off of that pedestal it's because people put her there and she's a human She's going to make mistakes and she's going to choose to do other things. I don't know Polly uh, and his situation. I don't know Mikey and his situation. I just know that the whole situation is ridiculous. Because to put Kara or anybody into a position where they can't even slightly veer off of their perfect persona that these people are putting on them then all of a sudden they're the devil. That's what's annoying.
1: So Kayla and Mikey definitely find themselves in a defensive position for a large large amount of times. And one of the people who definitely find themselves in a defensive position these days is definitely Bananas. Uh, Paulie definitely came up, and he is challenging the throne. Uh, He says something to the effect that Johnny can't win anymore. He isn't built for this. He should probably retire, that he's going to be the new king of the challenge. Vero, what do you make of Paulie challenging the throne?
2: Um, He's got to win, first of all, in order to just say anything like that. I feel like you can't just say, oh, I'm going to be the new king, and then you ain't shit, you know? He'd definitely say he's coming for it, but he can't say that he's going to be the new king. But I don't know. I think he has to earn his stripes, and I hate that phrase. A lot of people use it in the challenge, but he has to earn his stripes. There's no way that he could just... Come out talking shit like that
1: i definitely feel you mr redemption house does have a lot to prove becky what do you make of paulie's challenge to bananas
3: uh <laughs> sorry mr <laughs> redemption house uh <laughs> i think that vero's right i mean in the end he if he continues to perform and if he wins i could see him kind of coming up in the ranks I mean, not why Johnny's around. I'll be honest. There, there's no way that's not going to happen. He, he's not going to get rid of bananas as long as bananas is still there.
1: Just he, not. he did last season. Him and Natalie got rid of him.
3: <laughs> that's not what I meant. Not <laughs>
0: true.
3: He, he's as not going to be Natalie beat him.
0: Natalie did beat him. Yeah,
3: won. in the end, he can't take a throne. Bananas throne is there. He can't just. He's not going to take it. It's, as long as bananas around. I don't think he's going to be able to be the face or the number one guy. It's just not going to happen, in my opinion. Maybe if, if and when Bananas retires, that might be something that he could work on. But he's going to have to build up his resume before he even attempts to try and start saying those things.
1: Shit, yeah, Bananas will be dead before he retires. <laughs> so, baby Bananas, don't what do you know? Ma- <laughs> All right, all right. right. So bananas. What do you make of Pauly calling out your daddy? (laughs) (laughs)
2: No,
3: you did Oh
1: Oh, God!
0: Are are we sticking with
1: that? (laughs) Oh, you were sticking with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Okay,
3: go.
0: So my papa will. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Love you, dad.
1: (laughs) 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 No, This is terrible. (laughs) All right, go.
0: All right. Well, Polly is not taking the throne anytime soon. Bananas is, is going to be in this game for a hell of a long time. He's not going to retire until his legs give out. Then, Pauly has to win once before he can even consider himself an actual you know, legend per se. Because you can't say you're going to be the, the new king of the challenge when you can't win anything. I mean, if, if I had to pick a new king of the challenge if you take away Bananas right now, It would, on the male side, I would say, if you want to give a new king when Bananas is gone, it would probably be Hunter, I would say, just because, you know, his track record's pretty good. He's good at at eliminations and he's won a final. So he's on his way more than, I would say, Paulie would ever be. Mm, So Paulie has a lot of ground to make up. He's new, you know. But does he have potential? Hell yeah, he does. He just has to prove something before he can make threats like that.
1: I definitely feel you. I definitely feel you. I don't know. You know, um, when Paulie first came into the game, I had a lot of high hopes for him. And for some reason, I don't even know how this was done, he flopped his way to a final. Like, how the fuck do you even pull that off? How do you flop your way to a final? He lost his way all the way to the end of the game. But, the rules of the game was clear. He took advantage of everything that was available to him, and him and Natalie definitely made it. I don't want to discredit him at all.
0: I mean, the challenge guys really helped him out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at LWC podcast. Give us that follow on Instagram, Love War Challenges. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud.
1: All right, guys. We got the interview with Bananas coming up pretty soon, so make sure you send those questions in, and we'll make sure we get to them and include them in. Thank you guys for listening. We're always appreciative every single time we love you guys we're out we'll see you next friday all right guys good night peace bye, bye. we did it right this time Woo-hoo.
2: Yeah.
3: thank
0: god.
2: god who held peace right. for
3: like 10 oh.
0: seconds
2: all right